Hello, and welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, powered by Jetro and Associates. Get ready for another action-packed episode from our team that will help you save time, taxes, and keep more money in your pocket. Hey guys, Mike Jezoshek, CPA and founder over at Jetro and Associates. And I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. What you're going to hear on this episode of the podcast is a replay of a webinar that we did earlier this month with Matt Schumacher from Principal Financial. We covered some really good information. I wanted to be sure that you guys were able to access and listen to the information that was covered just in case you were not able to be on the live webinar. So again, you're just hearing a recording of a webinar that we did earlier this month. I think you guys will really like it and enjoy it. Um, and we'll talk soon. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, for all you guys that are on here, I just want to start off by saying welcome to the webinar today. Uh, we're going to be talking about small business retire- retirement planning. Uh, I have Matt Schumacher on here. He is going to be discussing both qualified and not, non-qualified options that are available. So I'm really excited for the information that he's going to be able to share uh, today to you guys, and I think it's going to be extremely useful. Um, to start off, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Mike Jezoshek. I'm a CPA and the founder over at Jetron Associates. And for the past 10 years, my mission really has been to teach tax-saving strategies that are used by super su- successful business owners to help maximize their profits and avoid getting audited or crushed by the IRS while also helping you grow your business. So a little bit about Jetro. We are a digital accounting firm. We are headquartered here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but we service clients all around the country. And we also have employees that are located all around the country. Uh, We work exclusively with small businesses and their owners and help them save thousands each and every year. And the main things that we focus on are accounting, bookkeeping, tax, and payroll services. Uh, Our presenter today is Matt from Principal Financial Group. And I've really gotten to know Matt and have learned so many things on the the financial side from him, which is why I knew that he'd be a great fit for our audience, our clients, the people that usually kind of tune into these webinars. And, you know, just as a side note, as our clients know, we don't bring anybody on onto uh, webinars and referrals that we don't have, we've not fully vetted or trust. And that is exactly why Matt is here. Um, so without further ado, I, I would like to switch the hosting over to Matt, let him take over and kind of start teaching you guys, explaining to you some of the retirement options that are available um, for you guys as small business owners. So Matt, I'm going to switch the hosting over to you. Okay, so you should be able to share your screen now. Let me know if that works. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. I I appreciate the introduction. Uh, Just going to give a quick high-level view of of my team and and what, you know, I'm going to just have the services up here at the top that we work uh, with business owners. Our focus is working with small business owners, and uh, we've – my team, we, we help business owners out in, in four key categories. Uh, number one is the collaboration of uh, the team of advisors for a business owner. A lot of business owners have an accountant, an attorney, maybe a, an advisor, uh, an insurance person. And uh, what we try and do is make sure that everybody is always talking to each other in one collaborative, uh, unified plan for that business owner, taking things off of your plate. Uh, the second key component is, is succession planning. Uh, it's understanding that's on the uh, on the right hand side here the informal business valuation understanding what the value of your business is what someone's willing to pay for it 
how much you need to get out of the business, and how do we create a tax-efficient succession plan within that. Uh, the third component there is employee incentivization. Uh, also built into that is key person retention and, uh, and retainment and recruiting, as well as, uh, as a business owner, what are some ways that you can optimize your balance sheet uh, as it relates to yourself and, and create some leverage. And then the fourth component there is obviously the personal planning uh, and, and how does your personal plan uh, integrate into this business and, and fit into that. So today, uh, we will be focusing on the employee incentivization aspect as well as the uh, balance sheet optimization. And we're going to take a look at two components. Number one is uh, qualified plans, uh, which most business owners have been exposed to in the past. And, and then we're going to really spend the, most of our time on non-qualified deferred comp planning. Uh, which is a little bit more nuanced, uh, very specific, and, and really is something that I have found that uh, a lot of people haven't been exposed to in the marketplace. Uh, so we'll jump right into that. And uh, to Hey guys, it's Mike Jezoshek jumping back in here. Unfortunately, we were unable to record Matt's portion of the webinar just due to compliance reasons. So what I did is I watched his webinar, took notes while he was going around, and I've outlined everything on sort of a very high-end kind of look at everything. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the notes that I took from Matt's information here. If you have questions, if you want more details, if you want to dig in deeper, that's when I'd say set up something specifically with Matt. Um, so I'm going to run through quick uh, some of the few things that uh, Matt touched on uh, regarding the right retirement planning for small businesses. So first off, qualified plans. This is what most business owners have been exposed to. Um, if you offer a qualified plan, you have to treat everyone fairly. So you cannot pick and choose who will be part of that plan. If you are a new business owner, you may claim a tax credit of 50% of the startup costs for the first three years when you do develop that plan. When implementing a qualified plan, it's important to have strong communication with employees so they see that it's an actual benefit to them and they can actually see the value in implementing something like that. Anytime you implement a qualified plan, have a conversation with a business planning advisor as there are a lot of items evolved around the planning, implementation, and managing of that actual plan. So uh, basically what Matt says, when you when you have a qualified plan, you kind of just have to ask, your, ask yourself some questions that determine um, which plan makes most sense for you. And the first question is, do you want employees to contribute to their plan? If you don't want employees to be able to contribute on their own to their plan, the SEP IRA is the best option. And with the SEP IRA, you can contribute up to 25% of your income or $55,000 a year, whichever is less. You are not forced to contribute a certain amount. However, whatever percentage you use for yourself, you must also do the same for your employees. It is all pre-tax and there's no Roth options. So for example, if you decide to contribute 15% to your SEP IRA for yourself, you would have to do that same 15% for all of your employees. The next kind of question is, do you want your, do you want your employees to be able to contribute? Great, if you do, then, it, then the question becomes, do you have more than 100 employees? If you have more than 100 employees, a defined contribution plan or a 401k and 403b would be your best option. A 401k is a, profit, a for-profit plan, and a 403b is for a non-profit plan. 
With a 401k, 403b, the max contribution is $18,500 $18, annually with some catch-up options available. The benefits is that if you decide to match, you don't have to. You can also deduct that match as the business owner. And then kind of that question, if you have less than 100 employees, do you want the match to be required? If no, then still go with that 401k, 403b. Um, and basically with this is you uh, you are not required to make a match, but you can offer a match. Um, however, if you are fine with having a required match as the, as the employer, you can also go with a simple IRA option. And basically the, the one downside with the simple IRA is that you cannot have any loans. So the the uh, individuals within the within the plan cannot loan back money from a from a simple IRA, but with a simple IRA, you have to either match up to three percent, so you can match up to three percent, or you must contribute two percent of all eligible two percent of all eligible employees, regardless of their participation. So basically, you can either do a three percent match with a simple IRA, or if you don't want to do that three percent match, you can do a two percent across the board where you're going to contribute 2% regardless of if the employee does anything at all. Um, with the simple IRA, employees can defer up to $12,500. So um, there's much less reporting with the simple IRA. It's a little bit easier to manage, but you also do have some limitations on the flexibility of the plan. Uh, there are other qualified options available, but this is just a high-level overlook for most business owners. The key points to remember are that when you offer it, you have to offer it to everyone, and these plans are not very liquid when it comes to the business and business owner. So when you, if you want to be able to use the cash out of these plans to grow the business, that won't really be an option for you. Um, so that's where non-qualified planning comes into play. That's what we're going to talk about next. But I do want to talk about the 401 uh, a, a carve out available. So with the 401k, there is an option to, that you can, as an as employer, can determine who is eligible for that 401k. And what they call this is a 410b carve out. And basically, with the 410b carve out, we have to remove the business owner and any high income employees, which is roughly $120,000 a year, from the 401k. If you do that, you may offer a 401k and you can pick and choose who will be a part of it. So as an example, let's say you own a restaurant group and you want to offer a plan for managers and uh, you know the store managers, um, but you do not want to offer it to all employees, including the waitstaff or the cooks, just because there's high turnover. You could use this 410B carve-out, remove the business owner and any highly compensated employees, and then you would be able to pick and choose who is eligible for your 401k plan. So that's just a little caveat of um, options that might be available for if you do not want to offer it to everyone. All other plans, you must treat everyone fairly. Okay, so non-qualified planning is where we can start to get into taking care of specific employees or key employees of the business. So let's imagine we have nine employees and seven of them are all great, but there are really two main employees that are vital to the business. You can take care of them specifically through a non-qualified benefit plan without considering all the employees. Or if you want to do something for yourself as the business owner without having to do something for all your employees right now, you could also implement a plan similar to that. These are strategies to help solve your key employee challenges by taking care of that top talent while still protecting your bottom line. 
So the quick question to ask when you're thinking about this is, who are your difference makers? Who is the last person you want walking through your door giving giving you their two weeks notice? Those are the individuals that we can call what Matt calls the golden handcuffs on and provide a non-qualified benefit to them, as well as attaching it that benefit to an agreement that binds them to your company for a certain amount of time. As previously mentioned, this same strategy can also be used by you as the business owner. So what options are available? Key employee benefits and key person insurance is what Matt talked about and what I'm going to kind of outline here. Key employee benefits help recruit or attract top talent with a competitive benefits package. You can provide performance-based contributions to achieve organization goals with them. You can encourage loyalty by helping secure financial futures. And you can also offer additional savings and long-term income diversification options. Within key employee benefits, Matt discusses two items, deferred compensation plans and executive bonus plans. With a deferred compensation plan, the business offers something that will not be paid out or offers a plan that will not be paid out until a future date. The business does not get the tax deduction until the fund is actually turned over to the employee or you as the owner. The business also controls the assets in the business until that time. And I'm going to talk about both of these plans in a little bit more details on the next slide. So this is just an introduction. With an executive bonus plan, you get an immediate deduction for the business and the funds go to the individual immediately. So the business does not control the assets in that plan. For key person insurance, it's basically a policy that protects your business when a key employee dies, becomes disabled, or leaves. It can also provide death benefit protection and cash value liquidity that acts as a financial cushion to help you recruit, hire, and train um, kind of that, that new employee. Okay, so uh, deferred compensation plan. With this plan, the business bonuses a key employer, you the owner, the actual, but the they, they make a bonus, but the actual bonus is not received by the individual until a future date. The business puts that cash into this type of plan. The business owns the cash, they control the cash, and when the business finally signs that over to the individual, that's when they get the deduction for it. The key thing here is that the business controls the cash, so it is actually part of the business assets. This is good for banks because they will see that as an asset on your books, but it's important to also keep in mind in the terms of liability. If someone came after the business, they could go after the cash in that plan. The benefit here is that key employees are able to see this as a valuable benefit, something that's very useful to them. It's also nice that if you hit max amounts on a qualified plan, you can put more money into it in a plan similar to like this. Um, the contributions, the benefits, the earnings, they accumulate tax deferred. And assets accumulated to finance the plan remain an asset of your company. Some con considerations to think of, deferred income on the tax deduction. So it's not an immediate deduction even though you might be putting these funds into a plan. The key here is that when you do take that tax deduction, you also get a deduction for the growth. So let's imagine, this is where it gets really attractive. Let's imagine you put in $50,000 and it grows to $75,000 over five years. When you take that tax deduction in year five, you would actually take a $75,000 deduction even though you only gave up initially that $50,000 in actual cash. Um, there's also a potential charge to earnings on the assets used to finance the plan. And there's with, uh, with the deferred compensation plan, there may be administrative service fees that, that, that may be a little bit heftier. 
Um, so question a lot of people might ask, how was this plan created? Basically, you select a key group of uh, a group of key employees that you want to participate in the plan. You can allow employee deferrals and or you can provide employer contributions. You can select an investment lineup for the participants and you can decide how and when the key employees receive the benefits. How do you fund the plan? Company cash. Um, so with this, no specific plan assets are set aside. Instead, the benefits are paid through the company's just regular cash flow. You can do taxable investments. This is where the company invests in mutual and or individual securities. Or you could do a corporate-owned life insurance, also called COLI. And this is where the company purchases a policy to pay for the future obligations. The, the key thing with the COLI is that 90% of premiums must show up on the balance sheet as cash. All right, so now on to the executive bonus plan. For the executive bonus, you can bonus yourself as the owner or key employees. And when you do that, the business gets an immediate deduction and you as the owner or the employee receive the bonus. Since the cash is actually given out, the cash is outside the business. It is personal. You can still use that cash to grow the business if you'd like, but the cash does not show up on the business balance sheet like it did in the previous slide. The benefits is, is this is easy to communicate with employees. It is easy to maintain due to simple and flexible plan design. Your organization receives a current tax deduction on the bonus amount contributed to the plan immediately. And the employee owns the assets, so there's no liability risk in earnings. Um, uh, so there's no liability risk uh, if you were to get sued. It's not, a, it's not an asset on the business balance sheet. And the earnings may be, be able to be tax deferred. Some considerations is the asset isn't corporate owned. So kind of the on the flip side of that risk of the liability risk, um, you don't get that bank advantage. They don't get to see that plan asset on your books. Um, and each bonus paid reduces the organization cash flow. So you're actually paying the cash on this. Um, uh, you can still have this bonus requirement. Um, you can still have this bonus require that the employee continues to work for your business. Um, but here's the here's here's the little tricky part that if the employee decides to leave your business, and you have in your agreement that they actually owe that money back, you would have to request it from the employee because it's owned by them. So sometimes this can get into sticky, hard, um, hard things to manage. Um, so just a quick summary again of what we talked about, what Matt talked about. There's two main two main types of plans: qualified plans. These are what you must offer to everyone, all employees. And non-qualified plan is, and this is where you can pick or choose which employees to include in various plans. What you decide to offer should be discussed with a small business advisor because there's a lot of details. There's a lot more that goes into it than just what I'm explaining to, to you guys right now. And many companies might have a combination of both of these things. So just kind of keep that in mind. It's not one or the other. You can have a combination. It's just really kind of find, finding what makes sense for your specific business. And again, I want to say um, that what I did is uh, I, I took what Matt mentioned in the live webinar. I've kind of recapped it so that I can get something to you guys as some initial information. But I definitely recommend you, you, you take the next step on this. This is just some um, quick information, quick word from what I've learned from Matt. I just wanted to get some information over to you. But again, 
Think about this deeper. Talk to someone that can help you out and really get into the details and the weeds of what makes sense specifically for you. I'm going to go back to the live webinar recording to have Matt kind of close this thing out for us. If you have any questions, again, reach out to myself or Matt. Um, and and again, I, we wish you guys nothing but success. Uh, this is my contact info at the top here. Uh, that's my cell phone number. Uh, I split time. Uh, between Colorado and Wisconsin. I live in Colorado over the winters, Wisconsin over the summers. Uh, we work with clients nationwide. Uh, there is uh, Most of our stuff is done over Skype phone conversation. Uh, but if anyone does have any questions or ever interested in you know, what some of these valuations, these uh, you know, reports look like, uh, feel free to email myself or Mike. Uh, Mike's been exposed to this as well. Um, and then, you know, so essentially this highlights some of the uh, services that are involved that in, in some of this. And this isn't just my team. This is any business planning advisor. Uh, and that's what you want to look for is, uh, is this an advisor that focuses on business owners, deferred compensation, executive bonus plans, 401ks, 403bs, um, because there is a little bit more of the nuances that go into this. And, uh, and always make sure that they're partnering with the accountant that you're working with, that they're having those conversations or inviting the accountant in, uh, and that, we're bringing, that they're bringing the attorney in uh, that you feel comfortable with to draw up the agreement documents. Uh, so I encourage you, uh, try not to just have the advisor do this on their own. Uh, it's, it's more heads at the table. This is truly a team approach. So if there's any, uh, I don't see any uh, open questions right now in the Q&A. I'm going to pop up here so you guys have my contact info. Uh, I want to thank uh, everybody that joined on today. Uh, as you know, Mike's going to be uh, taking this. And uh, unfortunately, my sec session, uh, due to just being uh, uh, flat out compliance reasons, is not going to be able to be recorded and shared. Uh, but Mike is going to be taking uh, all of the notes uh, from what I have uh, presented today, and he is going to be summarizing that and, and putting that out in a summarized version in, in Mike's words uh, on what we talked about today for you to review later. Um, so with that being said, if, if no one else has, if there's, there's no questions, uh, I will go ahead and uh, you guys are good to go. That's what I've got for you today. And, and in the future, uh, you know, let us know if there's on the business planning front from the advisory side, if there's something you really want to dive into, if you want to do a deep dive into 401k planning, uh, into what a safe harbor looks like into ESOPs. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into an employee's uh, stock option purchase plan. Uh, we, we facilitate a lot of businesses with that. Uh, and it's really important that the, that the business has a funding plan in place. For an ESOP, so uh, it'd be very if that's going in. Just make sure you're asking the right questions uh, on the ESOP plans. But if anyone wants to do a deep dive into that succession planning, we'll have more of these in the future. But your feedback is critical to knowing uh, what is of value to you to spend your time on, and where we can provide some high-level insight. And at least when you do start having these conversations, you're aware of some of these concepts and you're aware of some of the questions to ask. Awesome! Thank you, everybody, for your time. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you in the future.
This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast from the team at Jetro and Associates. If you have any questions, feel free to email them, tax at jetrotax.com. We have packages for small business owners starting at just $75 a month. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take the time out to give us a five-star review in iTunes or wherever you listen. This helps us to bring you useful tips to help you grow your small business. Thanks for listening and have a great day.